What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, hey. Welcome to another episode of the Diary of the Heart Memoir of the Soul podcast. Um, I've been thinking about direction lately. You know, like where I could possibly go with this and where I probably should go. Um, We've been at this thing for a month now. I'm kind of, well not kind of, I'm getting in the groove of talking to myself but not to myself like for myself talking by myself there we go and so um I'm getting very comfortable at it I'm not really um maybe I should I mean this is helping me get comfortable because I want to go live like more I want to do more things on social media and even moving towards like um finishing up my course um sometimes it does feel kind of weird talking to yourself or you think you're talking to yourself so yeah I um I'm just getting in the groove of that um man all those people at my house for the boy's birthday like threw me way off And it threw me off for so many days. Like, I'm still not even, like, recouped yet. I still haven't recouped. I still haven't gotten to where I need to be. Um, I did record, like, a couple times in the morning. And that felt good. So, I guess I'm just trying to figure that out. Like, where, what times of day I want to record. I think I want to develop a little bit more structure. And not just come on here and kind of ramble and rant some days. Um, I want to kind of pick up a structure in a way that I can um, bring value. Um, I want to bring some value. Um, And when I say bring value, like I want to, not only do I want to talk about my day, I kind of want to talk about 
I do want to talk about some pop culture events. Do we call it pop culture anymore? Current events? I don't know. Things that are going on in our culture or like viral moments or whatever. But today I did. Um, it, it's so funny that I even mentioned it because I, right before I started to record, I was uh, on Instagram and I was watching. Um, it was like a young lady. They looked kind of young, like in their 20s. And she was kind of speaking life into her boyfriend. And um, she was just saying how if I guess if he's low or if she needs to sit and help him with his resumes or with his job searches like basically she's right there with him she's not gonna leave him and she's not gonna let him fall and that's all fine and dandy right and she hasn't had much life experience to understand that um this man is probably gonna go off with the next one like that's I I think that's how I've been feeling lately but um like you know what not that's how I've been feeling but that was my initial response when I'm watching it is just like this nigga is gonna go off and be with somebody else um and I I don't want to feel like that I really and honestly don't have any hope for our what is it, Gen Z, Gen X, whatever is after millennials, like, and honestly, not even just after the millennials, like anybody born in like 90 and later, I I just ultimately feel sorry for that generation. Um, and when it comes to relationships, and just what's happening in our culture, like, I don't think a lot of people are finding value in relationships, because the things that the the benefits that you used to get in a relationship, like they're giving away freely before a, a relationship is required. And so things like, I think when, when I was younger, um, I wasn't just, I, I was, I was sexually active at a very young age, but I wasn't out here just having sex with anybody. It was me having sex with the person I'm in a relationship with. Um, and if I did step out of my relationship, it was a mere reaction to what, um, to, to basically to me being cheated on first. And so I think I had ended up developing a mentality that I would cheat in every relationship because I think ultimately I did, but started to believe that all men cheat. So I started to step outside of every relationship that I entered into because mentally I felt like I could handle someone cheating on me if I knew what I did and they didn't find out. And so um, I think now... People have developed that mentality, but on top of it, they have also, um, they also don't see the value in a relationship, right? And so, um, I think I kind of talked about this before, like I was talking to a guy I used to talk to and he was very, he was very clear in not wanting a relationship, but as soon as I stepped outside of our situationship, 
it was a major problem. And that ultimately led to the demise of us building and having whatever we did have was because he it was so detrimental to him. But ultimately, he was very clear in not wanting a relationship. And so I sit and I think, um, well, now my feelings and my views on relationships have changed. Um, and probably for about a, a while now, I felt like every man does cheat but every man doesn't cheat in every relationship. And so I do believe that um, some men, I do believe that every man has cheated before or will cheat or, you know, cheating has come up. But um, I think now even just looking at, just listening to a lot of conversations that women are having, they are not, like, that's not a deal breaker for them. Like, for me, like, stepping outside of our relationship in which we had a mutual agreement, we had a conversation, I'm trusting you, I'm building with you, um, ultimately we're having very unprotected sex, and you go out and you disrupt all of it. I think ultimately, and I'm not, and, and I do understand that people can cheat and they still love the person that they cheated on. I just feel like I want to be in, in, in any relationship that I enter into now, I want to be in such high regard in this man's life that he would never disrespect me, whether I be present or whether it's not in my presence. And so to me, it says a lot about your character when, um, and it shows me what you do when I'm not around. So I feel like if you cheat, ultimately, this is how you truly feel about me, that you would disrespect me. Um, and you would, you, you would disregard how I feel. Um, to me, it also says that you lack self-control. You don't have any control over any type of desire that you may have. And I, I do understand that um, in that boyfriend, girlfriend, we go together type of phase. It's not yet marriage. But in my opinion, that's when you start practicing certain things. If you do make the decision to be with somebody like these, this is like a practice run. Like this is. This is a dress rehearsal too. And um, I'm not sure if you, I think dress rehearsal is a perfect way to put it. Um, this is a dress rehearsal for marriage. And so I think um, it's not to be taken lightly because honestly, the only difference um, between the dress rehearsal and um, the actual day of the event or the day of the show is the audience. So the only difference is you, you don't have an audience. You don't have people there critiquing or watching for their enjoyment. And so the dress rehearsal is a lot of behind the scenes, behind closed doors. Um, and you can, uh, and it, they, and it's moments that can allow you 
to grow and change because we're fully dressed and we're doing this full out, right? So we're 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 prepared, you know, for the show. We're prepared for the day of the event. And so I think what happens is we don't we don't have we don't have really good practice runs. We have five to ten years of somebody disrespecting and disregarding somebody until we get to a place of like okay we get to a place where we're okay with oh finally I'm tired I guess I'll settle down with such and such or they withstood this or they handled me this way or they made sure they held me down they you know what I mean and so um I don't I'm I no longer want to go through the pain to get to the pleasures. I no longer want to get go through all of the disrespect, the disregarding, the the frustrations. Like I'm like to me that's showing like if I have to go through all of that, that's showing me that this is just not the place I belong. It it doesn't tell me that I want to try harder and I want to I don't like that doesn't even make sense to me. Like it's like having an old car that is no longer under warranty that is barely working and you keep putting money into it when you can just buy a new car. Like you legit can't just buy a new car. And so oh my god, Maniba. So I think ultimately I think we have to reach a certain place in our life where we're okay with being alone. Like you're okay with not accepting anything other than what you desire. And I have had my mind set on, (laughs) listen, I've had my mind set on Batman. Yes. But realistically, like I have had my mind set on one way of what I want it to look like, what I want my marriage to look like, what I want my relationships to look like, um, how I want to fall in love with my best friend. And I'm I'm not opposed to God um, finessing or maneuvering some things because ultimately I still get the desires of my heart. And so in understanding that the desires of my heart is a double entendre, right? A double entendre, however you pronounce it. Like in understanding that um, it's a twofold meaning when it comes to um, God giving us the desires of our heart. Because one, he actually put the desire in our heart. And then two, he actually gives us what we request or what we want. So he gives us the actual desire. And so ultimately, we're desiring the thing that God initially gave us. And so if we look at it like that, um, to me, I feel like I want to wait for my desires. And just like, like biblically, like, like even just looking at like Sarah, right? So like Sarah and Abraham, like... All right, so Sarah wanted a baby, 
and Abraham ultimately, like, you know, God really told him, like, he was going to be the father of many nations. But it's given, like, yo, how am I going to be a father and you gave me a barren wife? Like, this lady can't even have kids. So, like, how is how am I going to be the father of many nations? And so, ultimately, when an angel comes to Sarah and say that she going to give birth, she like, what? Like, it's giving, like, I'm giving 90. Like, what are you talking about? Like, people don't have kids at 90. And, you know, she ends up, like, laughing at the angel. And then next thing you know, she ends up getting pregnant. Oh, but you know, you know what I want to go back and research? Like, did she get, all right, so she legit gave Abraham, like, permission to sleep with the maid servant, right? So, she tell yo like yo you can go sleep with the maid servant so we can have a baby you know i know you want a baby and you know i want one too so like basically we can just make her be the surrogate you can sleep with her so one i want to know like did she say that before or after the angel came to her because to me it's like like do you, did she take it upon herself? Like, even after God told her, like, yo, I'm going to give you this. And then you still take it upon yourself to figure out a way or finesse a way so that you can still get what you want. And Or did she do it beforehand? Like, before the angel came, did she be like, I mean, was she like, yo, I need, like, I got to get my husband a kid. Because it's a big difference. Like, it's a big difference in... You taking, like, it's a big difference in God telling you, like, or if God tell me, like, hey, Lenise, you're going to be a millionaire. You want to be a multimillionaire? And I'll be like, all right, so this ain't really happening in the time I needed to happen. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to rob a bank and then boom, that's how I'm going to make my millions. Or, like, was it, like, she believed, like, yo, I really got these desires in my heart. Like, I really want to be rich you know like I really want to be rich and then she go and rob a bank and then go and come to her and tell her like yo you gonna be rich like that's because that has a lot to do with it it has a lot to do it has a lot to do with um one if she if God told her beforehand or if God told her after the fact of when she already took it into her hands but it brings me to say like yo how many times do we do that? Like, how many times do we just take things into our own hands, whether it be before God tell us or after God tell us? Because ultimately, it's a desire of our heart. So ultimately, he knows the desires of our heart because he put the desire in our heart. And so ultimately, he knows how we're going to manifest the desire of our heart. But it's like, do you do whatever you need to do, even if it's illegal or immoral to like, take care of what you felt like God said to you like yo how you figure out you gonna play like I'ma just spin it like this like that can't even be God like I don't think I don't know but yeah so back to my original statement which is we I feel like the culture is getting further and further away from family building which ultimately pushes us further and further away from wealth building, right? Because the well-being of the family needs to be intact. The well-being, like that's how we create generational wealth. And 
we take you know what I mean we build it through families like the richest people in America were like families like these were family built businesses these weren't just like one-offs like these were family built businesses and so if we were even thinking about modeling our way of like you know they say cop you know it's one thing to copy kit but it's another thing to copy the right kit and so like if we want to copy the right kit like ultimately we need to be copying these rich folk and how they built wealth and how they have things for four five and six generations to come like that's what we need to do it's built through families like I was told a long time ago like basically like Families build communities, communities build cities, cities build nations, nations build countries, well, countries build nations, something like that. But you get my drift. Like, it starts with the family, and the way to start families is through relationship. And that's where we get messed up at. Like, that's where we get messed up in our culture. Like, that's where we get messed up in our mind. Like, that's where the the enemy, if you want to call him the enemy or the white man or, like, whatever you want to call him or it, like, ultimately, that's where our culture and our subculture trips up because we aren't out here building healthy relationships to ultimately build healthy um, families to go ahead and and build, like, these healthy nations. Like, we we can't do it. We we just can't do it. And I, 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 the problem is, like, we can do it, but it don't look like it's going to be done. I don't think I'm going to be able to see that type of change in my time. I don't, you know, when people even be praying, I'm praying for world peace, I'm praying for world peace. Like, how many more decades we going to have to pray for world peace? We ain't going to see it. It's not going to be no such thing. Like, it's non-existent. Like, it's just not going to work. And so I think, um, ultimately, like, I want to have hope in things that God has hope in. And I don't think he has hope in, like, (laughs) God, do you got hope in earth? (laughs) Like, do you have hope in us? Um, I mean, because ultimately, like, even when you, like, thinking biblically, like, all this stuff won't pass away, like. We're going to be riding and rocking out in either heaven or hell for all eternity. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, going back to going back to before I even we even started talking about relationships. But going back to having some form of a structure, like, I want to start that real soon. I want to be able to structure these conversations that I'm ultimately having by myself. Um and also, like, some things that come up throughout my day. Because, like, even today, like, I have, um, I don't want to call her a girlfriend, but I met someone through my youngest daughter playing sports. And I have, I don't want to say I have an issue with her. I just don't like how she went about some things. And I desire to have the conversation. I don't know if I would ever have the conversation or if I have that much energy in me to have a conversation but it's tearing me apart right now so that's something else that I'm dealing with on top of like the boys are like just off the chain 
And it's not even both of them. It's just that little one. Like, my youngest child is ultimately, like, a freaking hellraiser. And I mean, like, the nigga will scream for hours and look at you like you crazy. And then be mad when you won't pick him up. Like, he wants you to carry him around. Like, he want to see what you're doing. The man tries to get back into my vagina every single day of his life. It's like he hates Earth. And we used to joke and play like, oh, my God, he hates Earth. No, I legit think this man hates Earth now. It's just not working out for him. It's not what he expected. Ultimately, he told me he didn't want to be here by basically not growing. <laughs> and that's not funny, but it's funny. Like, um, basically what happened, like when I was pregnant, he... He hadn't really grown in like the past in like the last two months of my pregnancy. And I had about five more weeks to go. I'm sorry. And I had about five more weeks to go. And um my doctor just recommended that I get a C section because um ultimately he would grow better outside of the womb than he was inside the womb. And so I, I mean it kinda had some it had a huge effect on me. Um, in both my body and just mentally, um, it just wasn't something that I had planned. It didn't really go with the birth plan that I had made up and figured out, but it also, it also was something that I was trying to stray away from. And I feel like these doctors push and push and push and push and push to do whatever they can do to make you have these, um, these c-sections because one it's more expensive two they can schedule it get you in and out and you know i i just i just wasn't comfortable with it but ultimately he was chilling like even i think his his brother like the the oldest of the twins was he was always ready right he was always ready his head was always down he was always prepared to come he was huge. He was like in the 90th percentile, meaning he is larger than 90% of all babies. Like he was just, you know, in my opinion, he was big. And so for him to be over six pounds and he, they still had about five weeks to go. Like, yeah, my womb was tired. <laughs> but um, I think he stuck it out in there. Like it should, like the, the, the way that they act inside the womb is so much their personalities now like the youngest one he's baby b and so meaning baby b means like he's he was due to come out second and he he did but he is a like he moves a lot he's all and that's how he was it was like one day he might be stretched across me the next day he is stretched across the other way he never want to go to sleep he stay up all night he give me indigestion like it's he gave me a run for my money and it's only been one year. I don't know what I I even was just like, yo, when they graduate from college or when they make it to the NBA or whatever they choose to do, like, you know, I'm going to be like 60. Like, this is my life. Like, I've had a lifetime of parenting like I've been a mom since I was 16 years old like my life was a mother like that was my life like 
I wonder if this was the life that God had designed for me. Like, because an original intent for my life was it to be a parent. But, I mean, I, I don't regret one second of it. And I do that shit. Like, I do it. I parent. I mother. Like, I do it. With a smile on my face when I want to cry. And a smile on my face when I want to die. Like, just literally a smile on my face. I do it with a smile on my face. Not saying that I don't get frustrated, but I do it with a smile on my face. Because I don't want my children to ever feel like they are, they overburden me. Or I never want my children to feel unwanted. And so, I do it with as much zeal as I can muster up, even in the moments where they pooping on floors and they not listening and they running around and they one might need money and one might need to be flown here and another one might need help building a business and the other one is not doing good in school and the other one is just you know you get it you get my drift so um I'm gonna just take this time right here and stop right here and then maybe we can just reconnect tomorrow or maybe I might post some of these um some of these clips on social media because sometimes we talk real good on here. We talk real good. And I need some other people to hear it. Also, check out the Wealth Society. Like, link with me, link with us. Um, I think it's going to change your life. Not even, I think. I know. I know that waking up at 6 a.m. every morning might be a task, but it's a task to change your life for the better. So if you want to join... Make sure you um, click the link in the show notes. Um, also, um, if you don't know how to get the show notes or whatever like that, then you can go to um, www.lordfunk.co backslash join the society. And then just join the society today. Like you'll be linked in the same day. Um, so i see you guys tomorrow. Until next time. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.